Welcome everyone to episode 7 of Down to Play. I'm your host, Dapper Tux, along with Next Gen Player. For this show, we'll be discussing news around Crash Bandicoot 4 and Star Wars Squadrons. We've also got our reviews from Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remaster 2. First up, we're going to talk Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. All right, Paul. So what can you tell us about this uh, this trailer that we've seen? This really this dazzling uh, time-bending trailer that we've seen so far welcoming uh, Crash back to a new gen. I just want to start by saying that, wow, it's Crash Bandicoot number four, which is, I think, in itself a big deal. I mean... Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, and 3 were on the original PlayStation, and then this one apparently takes place um, sometime after Crash Bandicoot 3, but it's almost like the PS2 era games like Wrath of Cortex just didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) First of all, the original trilogy was phenomenal. It was made by Naughty Dog. Everyone loves the original three games. Um, The later Crash games, they... You know, I mean, everyone has their own favorites, but in my opinion, they sort of went a little bit downhill in quality. Um, so, you know, what I think it's really great that they're just sort of like, you know, they're resetting. They're saying this is a direct sequel to Crash Bandicoot 3, um, you know, and, and we're going to bring back uh, Crash, Coco, and, uh, and Neocortex and all your favorite characters. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited uh, about this. And, you know, this is the first new Crash game since 2008. Um, and it's developed by Toys for Bob, which made uh, Spyro Reignited and Crash Bandicoot the Insane Trilogy, both of which I thought were phenomenal trilogies. So I'm really looking forward to it. And honestly, I was so impressed by this trailer. I mean, it just kind of like flies by. There's a million things being thrown at you at once. But um, graphics look on point, and it has that DNA of Crash Bandicoot, which is a, you know, really exciting to to see. Yeah, exactly. And for me, like seeing Crash and Coco was pretty awesome, and the fact that uh, there was a a, pl- a playable, uh, you know, Neo Cortex was 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 kind of shocking. Like you said before, the the trailer had some incredible sharp visuals. A lot of people have not been too sure about the the new look for Crash. I personally really like it. He looks. He looks very sleek, more modern, and things like, uh, you know, Wacky Water Ride added in, the Wumpa Fruit is there, a dinosaur chase, like you've got that zaniness along with, again, a different a different sort of crash for a new generation where it's more about wall running and, you know, obviously manipulating time. With uh, What were some of the powers that you saw in the trailer? Definitely it looked like Crash was wearing some kind of gravity suit. You saw him uh walking on the ceiling you saw him uh walking on the walls we saw him doing what looked like super fast jumping so i don't know if he like he charges up his jumps or something but we saw him you know jumping uh between platforms like super super fast so yeah i mean like it seems like there's lots of of cool new zany wacky abilities that, that he's gonna have um i also was super impressed by the diversity of of, of the worlds that we saw right like different biomes we saw there was um some undersea underwater uh sea zone there was like some futuristic uh metropolin with flying cars there was of course classic jungle scenes seemed like there was uh correct me if i'm wrong but it seemed like it was a japanese castle that was underwater i don't know it looked uh yeah yeah no i thought i I thought i saw that too (laughs) why is it underwater what's going on fun things we saw rail grinding was in there Again, he can run along walls, he can uh, swing on ropes, he can do funny things like take selfies. 
everything that I liked about Crash Bandicoot previous games all thrown into one and then just taken to the next level and modernized with all these new mechanics. Yeah, and I wonder with the Crash taking a selfie, I wonder if it's going to be like left or right on the D-pad to take a selfie and then you'll be able to Xbox or PS4 share it. That that, that would be pretty wild from, from yeah. Crash's perspective. <laughs> and, I, and I have to do give a big shout out for the uh, Fatboy Slim Funk Soul Brother song. That was like my grade nine anthem like that was that was our our song back in the day so when i heard that i was just like okay this is this is like just hitting all the right beats for me quick fun fact though for uh, november 4th 2019 uh sony teased crash 4 in their it's time to play montage tv ad for crash team racing section and you can you can clearly spot a floating aku aku mask which is we now is in crash 4 which is which is pretty wild so yeah quick quick little uh, interesting tidbit there moving on from uh you know crash base world to uh pointing right up at the stars let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've seen through new look at star wars squadrons brand new trailer ea is now calling it the definitive star wars flight experience which has me all sorts of excited i was uh, watching the trailer with uh, my son with dapper jr I, I was just so excited because again, we both love Star Wars. We both love flight games like Ace Combat. Believe it or not, he's he's pretty good at you know with Ace Combat as well too. So Star Wars and you know being able to fly all the ships in that universe, really really excited for that. Being able to also too based on you know what we saw in the trailer, either pilot an X-wing or a Tie fighter, and you even have that campaign experience, uh, you know to sort of follow the storylines of of each sort of faction is pretty awesome and also five versus five multiplayer dogfights which is which is going to be a lot of fun so obviously we're going to have a down to play squad right i would say <laughs> you know you <laughs> guys get three more members with the with the little story beats that these you know the second death star is gone but starfighter pilots are you know you uniting on both sides of the galactic civil war you know you play through those that those story sides and those beats october though is starting to really line up as a bit as a busy month because this is coming october the second and again as we're seeing next gen prices for games creep up it's nice to see that star wars rogue squadrons i'm hoping it's not going to be too much of a stripped down experience but it's going to be 39.99 uh us uh, for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I, I don't know yet about anything about it, whether or not it's going to be coming to next-gen platforms, but there's a little bit of story in there. There's some multiplayer. The price is right. I'm pretty excited. You know, what are your thoughts, uh, Paul, so far on what you've seen from uh, Star Wars Squadrons? Having EA come out and say that this is like, you know, the definitive Star Wars flight experience, that's a pretty bold claim, if you ask me. I mean, yeah, Star, Star sure. Wars, like... Star Wars, it, it, if you look at the lineage, right, of their games, like, they they were, like, the pioneers of this, right? Like, X-Wing and Star Wars TIE Fighter and Star Wars Rogue Squadron. I mean, when I think back, you know, the, the last couple of decades, what were my favorite flight games? Star Wars, you know, is, is definitely in the picture for, for, you know, my top five, top ten, right? So saying that it's going to be better than all that wow like that's a pretty bold claim so let's hope that they can you know live up to that expectation well i'm really curious to see how it's going to compete with modern day flight games like you know i'm a big fan of elite dangerous and star citizen so you know there there's a lot of competition out there these days and uh like you even mentioned uh, ace combat as well that's another great one so really looking forward to see whether or not it can you know match or surpass those 
Um, but one of the big uh, personal highlights for me is that uh, they also mentioned that it's going to be compatible with PlayStation VR. Woohoo! I got yeah. a PlayStation <laughs> VR, so can't wait uh, to try that out. And also uh, PC VR as well. So, um, you know, I, I'm definitely going to be strapping on the VR helmet to play this game. Hopefully it doesn't give me, uh, you know, space sickness or nausea. <laughs> uh, before I was talking about the, uh, the single-player story spanning with the two factions. So you can play as two pilots, the Imperial pilot, uh, you know, the Empire essentially, and the Rebel pilot, which is the New Republic. What's really cool too is the fact that you have the whole arsenal that, you know, we've come to sort of know through the Star Wars films with the lasers, bombs, missiles, tractor beams, and the like. Uh, five versus five dogfights. Uh, man, I, I can't wait to sort of see how that plays out online as well, too. And full-on fleet battles. So multi-stage conflicts with different phases of dogfights, attacking or defending large capital ships. Pretty awesome in terms of like that full full-fledged feeling of what it would be like you know to participate in a big you know space battle in a star wars film yeah and what i'm also excited about too is they mentioned um there was a, a gameplay trailer that came out right after the cinematic trailer um and they they go into like the a deeper dive into what you're going to expect with the game and they mentioned that there are uh four different types of ships and for each type of ship there is one for uh, the rebels and one for the the empire, right? So you've got uh, you've got fighters, which is the Tie Fighter and the X Wing. You've got interceptors, which are fast, maneuverable ships like the Tie Interceptor and the A Wing. You've got uh, support ships like the Tie Reaper and the U Wing, and you've also got bombers with the heavy or sorry, bomber. They're, they're the excuse me, they're the heavy hitters. Um, and we've got uh, TIE Bombers and Y-Wings. So you can, uh, yeah, it's class-based battle. You can sort of pick and choose. I, I, I tend to either go with support or like all-out assault. So I think for me, it's going to be either support or bombers. Um, what about you? What's what, what ships or what types of ships really stand out for you? Well, for me, it would probably have, you know, wanting to jump into the iconic X-Wing or TIE Fighter. So definitely going with the versatile all around. Um, and then most likely going for, for the bombers. So the heavy hitters like the TIE Bomber or the Y-Wing, <laughs> those would be second on my list. So so vers versatile or, or a heavy hitter, that's, that's the way I'm going. But for me, number one, anything that gets me in an X-Wing and then number two, probably a, a bomber. Nice. Well... I mean, I'm definitely impressed. I thought the trailer looked great. I thought the graphics looked phenomenal. I, the amount of detail in the cockpits I thought was pretty impressive. So yeah, I mean, it, it's coming out in just a few months and I'm definitely going to be down there day one. So Dapper, you're on my team. Yeah. You're, my you're, my you're my TIE fighter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now uh, we're going to shift gears uh, from outer space down to the Earth Realm, <laughs> and uh, take a look at some of our reviews. Uh, first up, we have Mortal Kombat Aftermath. So this is the follow-up to the smash hit, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, the base game. And now we have the DLC with new fighters, stages, and a mini campaign. It's kind of like a, a, a smorgasbord, I would say, of a DLC, because sometimes with uh, MK11 or MK DLCs, you would get either characters, a little bit more backstory, but in this case, you get three characters, you get a great Great little bit of backstory, which I really enjoyed playing through. The story picks up right where uh, MK11 left off. Liu Kang emerges victorious, looking to continue, you know, the flow of time. I won't go into too many story, story spoilers, but it's really cool how they introduce new characters and then through the actual story, 
you know, thrust you into battling with them. So the, the three characters um, I keep alluding to are uh, Fujin, Shiva, and my personal favorite, and again, not really in the story, but still pretty pretty awesome, is Robocop. Childhood favorite of mine is, is Robocop, that's for sure. So what's really awesome about Robocop is uh, it's actually Peter Weller, the original voice actor in the films. They, they, they tapped him and somehow got him back to do the actual voice recording for the game. So as a RoboCop fan, I was just so psyched to hear this. Between Spawn and RoboCop, like they are doing a fantastic job bringing some really cool DLC characters into, into the realm of uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Another big thing that I loved is the new introductions of friendships. So again, we know that fatalities, they are one of the most controversial things in terms of, you know, violence and gaming, and they're very serious and extremely gory, but friendships are on the opposite end of the spectrum. Harken back to a simpler time uh, with Mortal Kombat 2, where they introduced these friendships. You know, you have Robocop doing the robot dance. Having a friendship for each character was a, a fun little ad and a cool nod to, uh, you know, retro, retro uh, Mortal Kombat 2. An overall look at the, the whole game, uh, I love the story. The three new characters are terrific additions to the roster, especially, you know, so far along after the actual game dropped. The new, the new fatalities and friendships are a great addition. The, the drawbacks, I would say, is that it is a little bit pricey. There's only three new fighters, uh, as opposed to, you know, maybe seeing five or six would be a, a little better for, I would say, the price tag. The campaign is relatively short. But it's fantastic. So for me, uh, this is going to land at an 8 out of 10. Paul, what were your thoughts on Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath? First, I want to talk about the story, which I thought was also fantastic. Um, the acting again, was is... so good, right? Like the voice acting and the, the characters, it was just so well done. Yeah, I mean, it, everything is, is well done. I mean, the original story for MK11 was phenomenal. And having that continue is great. Um, I personally love Shang Tsung. I've always liked him. I don't know why. <laughs> maybe I, I like stealing souls from people. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> maybe that's my my thing. But um, but having him as as you know, essentially one of the main, if not the main character, um, for the aftermath story, I thought was awesome. I just love you know. I just love. He's just uh, he's always like scheming and conniving. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> he you never you never know if you can trust him or not right which i love so but yeah i mean like the acting was just great the voice acting was phenomenal there was a bunch of characters um that we haven't seen for a while that let's come back so that was also uh super exciting um you mentioned the the friendships and oh man i love friendships it's just you know i obviously i love the the fatalities i mean they're out they're super fun and 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 like you know they're interesting to look at but after a while, it just sort of, they all become samey, right? Yeah. And friendships just sort of, like, mix it up, right? It, it's, it gives you a laugh. Like, you, you just spend, you know, a minute and a half beating the, the crap out of your friends, and then you get to, like, give them a bouquet of flowers. Yeah, or, or a barbecue, or, like, a barbecue. ice cream. <laughs> Heaven picked this up, or if you're, you know, if you're on the fence with this, at least go on YouTube and check out these friendships. Like, You've got Sub Zero. He becomes a Dicky D guy. <laughs> he sells ice. <laughs> I love he that. sells ice cream. Yeah, he sells ice cream bars. Like the I I will never forget Jack's sexy dancing while playing the saxophone. <laughs> like it yeah. is, it is so funny. And Kung Lao like disco dancing. And oh man, it's just yeah, it, it's just so fun. In terms of the the three new characters, I mean yeah, they're they're great. Like I like Shiva. I like Fujin. Um, Robocop. 
he's fun and i'm glad he's in there but i found him a bit clunky like he yeah. kind, of, he kind of like it's ironic he a he's, a, of... he's a robot but as a character i know what you're saying he's he's good for zoning and for for you know for, for projectiles and things like that or ranged combat i should say but you're right it's ironic to say that robocop is too robotic of a character like he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like he doesn't have that light airiness as many of the other characters have but yeah he is a tank when it comes to you know properly zoning and u- using projectiles but yeah i totally hear what you're saying a comparison to or, or uh directly opposite i would say comparison to say uh fujin right like yeah. fujin yeah he's he what he's like what the god of wind I think, yeah right? he literally so he, uses his... the air to glide around the screen where robocop's just <laughs> yeah. i'm coming guys yeah. like <laughs> Wait there for a second. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> so you get to play Robocop versus Terminator, and that alone makes him a great addition to this game. So um, I overall, I had a lot of fun. I thought it's uh, absolutely like great story. I love the friendships. I love the uh, stage fatalities as well. Like there's there's one where you can pick up the Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance arcade machine, and you pick it up and you just throw it and smush your character right. Smush your enemy. Like, what What other game can you pick up an arcade cabinet and throw it at, at your opponent? Only in Mortal Kombat. Only in Mortal Kombat. I would say I would, I'm going to actually agree with you. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. The only real drawback, I think, personally, is the price. I mean, it, it's... I can't believe they sold it for $39.99. Um, I think the, like... The game itself probably is. I haven't checked uh, recently, but I'm I'm guessing it's no more than fifty bucks, right? Yeah. So having DLC that's that's or an expansion that's almost the price of the full game, it seems a little bit pricey to me. But um, but if you're a big Mortal Kombat fan, I mean, absolutely, it's must buy, must play. So uh, whether or not you're going to pick it up for that price or wait for a sale, it's up to you. But uh, but definitely don't pass up Mortal Kombat Aftermath. Uh, and one one game that we've had on the back burner for a while, but both couldn't wait to play and finally, you know, get get this on the podcast and review is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered 2. This is one that, man, I just remember during its original release. It, the way I would describe Call of Duty and what I love so much about it is the fact that it's 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 eye candy and it's like playing through a hollywood action film essentially for me like the the graphics are paramount and for an experience like this if they're going to remaster a game like this i need it to look like 4k all the bells and whistles what i what all my other call of duties have been looking like over the past few years and they've done it beanox did a fantastic job uh remastering this game the missions that you know and love are back blow for blow the way the way that they were but again everything's fully remastered with improved textures animations uh you know physics uh, there were certain things like explosions in that that i you know i felt like a little bit lacking in terms of particle effects especially with the you know the new modern warfare it was uh, a technical marvel but this this comes so close and again if you gave this to someone who hadn't played and gave it to them during this generation, you would think, okay, this is this is a brand a brand new game based on the graphics alone. So, uh, on the merits of the story and that, nothing has changed. I love it from the original blockbuster, sorry, Hollywood style action movie that came out, defending the White House to uh, super controversial uh, missions. I don't think I have to even mention the the the, the, the no no Russian level. You still get an option where you don't have to play that, but yeah, that's that's definitely a gritty, very very uh, morally challenging level 
original story beats, the remaster itself. I, I love this game then. And then just to have like this incredibly fresh coat of paint on it now, um, I'm going to give it a uh, an 8 out of 10. I absolutely loved it, enjoyed it back in the day, love it even more now. And uh, yeah, if you haven't experienced, you know, Modern Warfare 2, now is the absolute perfect time to jump in. Um, I, I was really excited to jump back into this game. I think the original one came out in what, 2009. So it's been about 11 years ago now. Um, it doesn't seem like that. It feels like it might have been yeah, it feels... six or seven, seven like 11 years ago. Oh, yeah. geez, that's, time flies. That's a long time. I would say probably this campaign would be in my top five Call of Duty campaigns of all time. So it, it's definitely up there for me. Um, so yeah, I was super excited to go back and, and replay it. It's kind of interesting because a lot of elements in this game, I think back when it came out, were rather new and like it was eye candy and rather exciting but we've seen a lot of these things time and time again since so i think some of the impact was a little bit less playing it the second time than when it was back in 2009 like good examples i mean would be um like the uh the ice pick uh the the ice climbing level right like that i remember like when i first played that and i'm just sort of like you know jumping from cliff to cliff and have my ice picks i'm like oh no like i'm gonna fall <laughs> off it's, it's a, and then and then like later on in that mission you get into the snowmobiles right and you and you race off like super awesome and super exciting mission but i'm just saying like you know in the 10 years since there's been a lot of other games that had you know like high like look at uh, Un uh uncharted series and all that right with all those like you know fast action set pieces but still i mean like it was it was great to revisit all these and and you know they look even better than ever as you said with the remastering job that Beanox did but i think one of the the big reasons why i like this game is there's just such a range of missions right like you've got close quarter missions you've got stealth operations you've got sniping missions you've got raids you've got hostage saving you've got night vision and thermal vision segments you've got repelling you've got helicopter fights you've got breaching like what what does this game not have like it, <laughs> it literally has everything that you could ever want to do in a, in a combat game and uh and i have to say like some of the the missions they, they still really impacted me like a good example was the the gulag uh, prison rescue mission after you um after you do the dramatic rescue of price then the whole place starts coming down because it gets bombed and just like running out of the gulag and and like walls are collapsing and and explosions are everywhere like yeah it's super exciting and then you zip line up to your your helicopter at the end and then you you ride off right and it's yeah. just like and you whoop, feel like, you feel like whoop. uh you feel like an action movie hero right and that's that's what i always love about call of duty it's just like you feel like you are starring in a military blockbuster film every time you pick up the controller. And that's what I love most, I would say, about about the series, especially their single-player experience. Yeah, I mean, super exciting, exactly. It's like a Hollywood flick, right? Hollywood summer flick. And uh, But I would say on the downsides, I mean, some of the effects, like some of the lighting when you're outside um, doesn't necessarily look next-gen. I thought some of the uh, explosions and, and fire um uh textures like they weren't as good as what you would see in, in modern games so you can you can definitely tell that it has the dna of a 2009 game but um but i like it it's pretty minor like i would say overall it looks really good it's just certain elements um don't look up the standards right but yeah aside from that i mean like it's a pretty short campaign i think it took me about five hours or so to to beat it but definitely worth your time so if you're a call of duty fan if you like first person shooter games like definitely pick this up it's it's worth your time even if you played the original it's worth revisiting 
Um, so I'm going to give this game a seven and a half out of 10. So if you're having the need to feel like a Hollywood action hero, definitely pick up Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered 2, jumping through plate glass windows, flying out of helicopters, and just, you know, narrowly escaping, uh, get, getting completely bomb- bombed out of a gulag. <laughs> <laughs> that does it for this episode of Down to Play. I'm Dapper Tux. And I'm Next Gen Player. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Dapper underscore Tux and at NextGenPlayer, we are always down to play. <laughs>